0: Welcome to the first episode of my podcast, I'm Ariel, and today, I want to discuss gender-based violence and, by extension, my issue with people who doubt the credibility of what the victims say. So, first of all, there are currently a lot of missing women in my country, a few have been found dead, and their assailants either haven't been found, or they find the guy or guys who did the crime, and for some reason, they haven't been charged yet. And obviously, since this is a really, really serious issue, a lot of citizens have taken to social media to basically do one of two things, which is A, share their condolences for those who have died, and voice their frustration at the unsuccessful investigations of the hundreds of missing women who could be dead or alive, we really don't know. And then there is the other end of the opinion spectrum, which basically entails The insensitive, uneducated people who comment really thoughtless things, you know, they say stuff like, oh, those girls weren't kidnapped, they ran away on their own volition. And unfortunately, some people are actually bringing the topic of race and ethnicity into this whole gender-based violence thing. And they're saying that the police shouldn't take some of the missing person cases seriously depending on the race of the woman because they think she probably ran off with a man purely because of stereotypes. So it's almost like if you're of this race, it's expected that you would do something like that, and you're not really missing, so the police apparently shouldn't waste their time. I'm not going to dwell on ignorant mentalities such as that one, but I just wanted to kind of give you guys a bit of insight as to some people's train of thought. But anyway, this episode is actually dedicated to every woman who has suffered at the hands of a man, And no, I'm not gonna spend the next few minutes tearing down men, I think we can all agree that there are relatively decent men in our society, but sometimes it's a bit hard to look beyond the men whose mentalities are just downright alarming. Although what I will say is that us ladies deserve the world and nothing less, we should not allow ourselves to settle for men who mistreat us and hurt us. That's not what we're here on this earth for, and just to keep things equal, men were not put on the earth to serve us, but we deserve their respect, and that's literally just the bare minimum. It's interesting that a lot of men don't respect women simply because of our gender. They see us as inferior to them, and so we're apparently unworthy of their respect. So, um, allow me to just ask one thing. Why should we have respect for men? As I said before, a lot of them don't respect us because we're women, so what does it mean to be a man? What do men of today's society represent? What is the nature of a man? Is it something we as women should respect? And my answer is, to a certain extent, yes. I respect everyone as a human being first and foremost. It is because I respect all humans that I don't violate their personal rights and I don't seek to deprive anyone of those rights. But when it comes to people's character, which obviously goes deeper than the surface-level aspect of gender, that's where people either have my limited basic respect as a human because of their poor character or they gain my unlimited utmost respect due to their good character. I think that's a very unbiased and fair point of view. Um, You know, in the face of tragedy, more specifically, tragedy that has to do with men killing women, people often question why the man felt the need to do something like that. Because obviously, not every case is the same. We have pedophiles who rape and kill young female children. Um, Pedophilia is a mental illness, so we can just put that in the whole mental illness category. We also have husbands who kill their wives because of their infidelity or one day they just get really upset. We have men who feel more powerful abusing women because it gives them an ego boost. And then we have men who just downright hate women, but essentially what I'm trying to say is that if you've ever been abused by a man or you know someone who was unfortunately murdered by a man, I'm just here to say that it was not anything personal, regardless of if the man knew the woman whom he killed. And when I say the abuse or the killing wasn't personal, I really just mean that no matter what the man claims the woman did to trigger him to kill her, it is not her fault. If she cheated on him, for example, and he felt the need to kill her because of that, it still isn't her fault. And I say that because I think there has to be an underlying issue with the man that would make him even consider going that far. There is something deep down that is the cause of his anger issues. He did not kill the woman because of what she did. He killed the woman because of something dark that's already in him. And it was just waiting for an opportunity to manifest itself externally. And that external manifestation would obviously be the physical act of killing or abusing the woman. So therefore, whatever the man says the woman did... To justify his cruel actions, I believe that what she did simply provided the opportunity for something in him to finally present itself, and that inner something is the real reason why he inflicted pain on the woman. Think about it. How many times do people get you angry? Maybe a lot, but do you physically hurt them? we have or at least we are all supposed to have inner inhibitions which basically means that when an external stimuli triggers an emotion of anger or rage we don't just physically attack the other person we need inner inhibitions because when we don't have them or something in our life causes us to eradicate those inhibitions we would let our anger get the best of us and hurt people and when that happens we can't just say oh i did this because this person got me upset No, the real reason why we would hurt people is because we don't have inhibitions, and we don't have control over ourselves. Now, what causes people to not have control, or to not even want to have control? Let's take a look at the men who blatantly hate women. So, from a psychological perspective, people's unorthodox behavior or feelings towards specific things can... B is a result of unresolved trauma, the things people do that are generally regarded as cruel, unethical, and immoral can indeed be traced back to traumatic experiences that's causing them to react to certain stimuli in a particular way. For example, I'm sure we've all been told at least once in our lives that kids who bully other children at school have the most amount of internal insecurity. And so they project their feelings of inadequacy onto other people to make themselves feel better. And also another common opinion as it pertains to bullies is that they're possibly being abused at home themselves. Their freedom, personal rights, and a sense of worth are torn away from them on a daily basis because of their abuser and since they are unable to stand up to the authoritative figure in the house who's bullying them, they decide to use school as their literal playing field um, to take out their anger at their abuser onto innocent kids. I genuinely believe that life experiences shape us, they influence our character, our values and morals, and unfortunately, There only needs to be one negative experience with something or someone that causes us to direct our hatred towards everything or everyone who falls into that particular group. And obviously this isn't the case for everyone, but it is for some. And so when all those issues and trauma as well as the pain that's derived from the trauma isn't dealt with, a person will begin to fester their vendetta and sometimes it's only a matter of time before they do something drastic. Um, I know we often find it hard to believe that some persons who are usually happy, caring, and generally depicted as good people in society can commit some of the most gruesome crimes. We doubt that a friendly, respected person who has the perfect life could even think of killing someone in cold blood or raping them. We tell ourselves that it doesn't make any sense. We convince ourselves that such a crime doesn't sound like something this person is capable of doing. But that's where we're wrong. We truly don't know what anyone is going through, and we all have our baggage. And some people, regardless of if you think they're happy all the time, have experienced traumatic things which have ultimately messed with their head. And of course, as we all know, mental illnesses can indeed develop after traumatic incidents. Mental illnesses aren't always something you are born with. Sociopaths, for example, are made. They are products of their particular environments, and obviously such environments would have to be very abusive, toxic, unsafe, and overall mentally taxing and strenuous for sociopathy to develop and um, the bottom line is that we honestly don't know what anyone is capable of, a lot of people are great at hiding their dark sides and therefore they're not very susceptible to being slandered when they're accused of certain things. People defend these individuals because they're men of god, charitable, and perhaps they've had first-hand positive experiences with the person. But how much do you really know about them? Are you seriously willing to take everyone you meet at face value? there is more to people than what meets the eye. It's heartbreaking that rape, rape victims, kids who are abused and victims of domestic violence are often called liars because people can't see the person being accused in a negative light. People choose to side with a potential rapist over a potential liar and that's not okay. I seriously think the human race can do so much better and we should also think a lot better so this is for the ladies who are currently in relationships that are abusive or you're beginning to suspect abuse in the near future listen up we are not rehabilitation centers for men most of the time when we try to fix men who haven't sought professional help for their problems we end up walking away from the relationship needing therapy ourselves It's a million times better to walk away before things get really bad. I promise you it's so much more rewarding to leave than to stay with him because you're eventually gonna suffer abuse. And no, even if you stay, it's still not gonna be your fault why he's abusing you. The reason why, as I said earlier, is because of an underlying issue with him. However, please don't provide him the opportunity to abuse you because that's what you would be guilty of. You would be guilty of staying with him. You would be guilty of subjecting yourself to abuse. And ultimately, you would be guilty of giving him the opportunity to hurt you even though the reason why he abuses you isn't your fault. Also, in regards to women who are raped and killed by men whom they don't even know, I'm only going to say this once. It doesn't matter what they wear, what their body type is, or the location they were in, none of those things are responsible for them getting raped. None of those things provided an opportunity for the man to violate them. Do you want to know what truly gave him the opportunity? Simply the fact that she is a woman. It's the only thing she's guilty of. It's the only thing that makes her susceptible to being raped. Not how short her skirt is. So with that being said, um, I think that brings us to the end of this little episode. It was very short, I know, but um, this was just a little mini rant, and hopefully... Hopefully you guys learned something and hopefully you enjoyed what I had to say. Obviously it's a very somber topic, but I definitely think more people need to speak up and share their opinions on the many, many misconceptions on this topic. So I will be posting every Tuesday and Friday from next week. So please stay tuned, guys, and please stay safe.